With me today is Santanu Basu. He's a gamer and now also an entrepreneur. What strikes you about him is that he's been a fighter, fighting odds all his life. At age five, he had a very serious illness. Homebound, at an age when children play outside, he lay in bed. That's when he discovered the world of gaming. The journey hasn't stopped since. In 2007, he turned into a professional gamer, much against his parents' wishes, winning national level championship. In 2013, he set up his first startup, a gaming company that conducts Asian Football Gaming Championship. More recently, as he won a battle with pancreatic cancer, his startup too pivoted to become a full-fledged gaming platform called Let's Game Now. Based out of Calcutta, it has 35 employees and is now gearing to build games for the metaverse. This is your host Malini Goyal and in this episode of After Hours with India Inc., Shantanu talks to me about his journey in the gaming world, the challenges he has faced and what it takes to be a winner both in the virtual and the real world when odds are stacked against you. Hi Shantanu, thank you for joining the show. Hi ma'am. Thank you for inviting me, ma'am. So, Shantanu, you come from a very different world and, you know, there are many things um, that I would love to dive in with you. But before we go there, how do you begin to sort of play mobile games at five like all children do or uh, what happened? So, uh, basically, I wanted to be a footballer. Like, I was a mad Mohan Bagan fan. You know, like, how Bengalis are. We are mad about fish and football. So, my dad was a, like, big fan of Mohan Bagan and I wanted to play for them. But I was diagnosed with a, a chronic a pancreatic cyst at the age of five and I had a major surgery and I could not go out and play. So my dad got me a video game for 300 rupees. So I started on that, playing TV games all day. And then uh, later on in 2004, I got to know that there are tournaments which takes place for gamers and gaming competitions. So I started taking part in World Cyber Games competition. From 2004 to 2007, I used to lose in every tournament. Everywhere I went, like I played almost 300 tournaments and I used to lose most of them. Then in 2007, I won first time from Calcutta. Then I got a chance to go to the Nationals for World Cyber Games, but my dad didn't allow me. So I ran away from home. (laughs) I had just 100 rupees in in my pocket and I locked myself in the bathroom of a train and traveled like that to Bombay for two days, then uh, slept on. I remember like um, at Kharagpur station, they, they got me off. Like the TT told me that you cannot go. And I didn't have, since I didn't have the ticket and all. So next train came, uh, it was at, the next train to Bombay was at 10 o'clock. So I, I got on the train, I locked myself in the bathroom and I traveled like that for two days. And then in Bombay, <laughs> then, in, then in Bombay from station, I walked to the World Trade Center Bombay. It was almost uh, eight, 10 kilometers. So I walked there, I, I slept on the pavements for three days and I defeated other people. So And you won the championship. Yeah, so I won from Bombay. The, what happened after that, Alok Kejriwal sir's company, Games to Win, they sponsored me the stay in the very good hotel for the next three days and I returned in a flight and my name was all over the newspapers like Times of India, Telegraph, everyone had done stories that the guy who slept on roads had won a championship in Bombay. <laughs> so it was crazy. So how was your parents' reaction to it? My dad was still angry. Like um, for, for my dad, the only thing that justifies success is getting a government job. Till now, he will get me forms of Group D, Group E exams that go and 
you become a like a <laughs> you take any job in government it's okay even if you get 5000 per month in a government job it's okay but other than that nothing matters so basically my dad my uncle everyone has done was in someone is in bsnl someone was in uh, railway so everyone has done that government job thing so that defines success for him so this is a completely new world you understand like gaming is but my mother was a volleyball player in her time so she has been very supportive with me like she has always pushed me to go for the thing i want like she could not become a national level player she is very proud that i am playing nationally and all so what happened when you won this championship um, how did it start um, you turned into an entrepreneur in 2013 how did that happen so uh, what happened ma'am that from 2009 i i got to play in many countries like every year i was traveling to 10 12 countries and i saw that the other gamers are not getting that much chance so i thought that i need to build something for give a platform to other gamers as well so in 2013 i created a championship called afgc asian football gaming championship and first year uh, we did in india and there were 3000 participants so I, it was like very encouraging and we decided to do it in other countries in like bangladesh sri lanka singapore malaysia as well and then by now it has become the most popular fifa tournament one of the most popular fifa tournaments in asia we have even done the grand finals in singapore marina bay square and the singapore government even supported it it has been crazy like players from 18 countries participate every year now like last year players from 18 countries participated and it is the only indian gaming company or gaming ip which has done live gaming events in across 18 countries in asia like even for say japan malaysia singapore everywhere indonesia you name it <laughs> so from a gamer uh, turning into an entrepreneur uh, that journey did you have mentors did you have investors how did you manage that transition um, what was the difficult part shantanu that is a very good question like in 2013 there were like no one ready to support me no one knew me at that point and i was doing a good job at ubisoft it's a company in pune gaming company in pune i was working there as a game tester and all of a sudden i decided to leave my job and jump into this entrepreneurship what i did is i walked from uh, one street uh, in the main street of calcutta and i wrote down all the sponsor ads like the big banners and hoardings are there so i took down everyone's name like anything was there from water bottle tiffin box or clothes every brand's name i took down there and i went to every office i went to 70 offices and 69 of them said no and only one company amd decided to back me up and they said okay we will back your vision that you want to send gamers to international land i'm getting goosebumps now telling you this so amd decided to like sponsor it for the next 4 years 5 years so and that's how it started so they sponsored the entire events for for the other countries as well for india as well and they saw my vision and they decided to support it so that that's like i didn't have any investors i didn't have anyone to back me up after 69 knows i got a one yes and so and so that was the first step uh, did you have other mentors other people supporting you on the way and you are based out of kolkata right yeah so that is one thing everyone has been saying like wherever i went for funding and the first thing was like oh you're in kolkata you should probably move your office to bangalore and bombay calcutta doesn't have that kind of talent at all but i decided to stick with it because i think calcutta has very many talented people and the biggest factor is the cost of living in calcutta is less i feel so you can get talent for cheap and if you can nurture them like i i would like to say like some of the people who have worked in my company for me are now heads of other gaming companies so they have worked as india heads also so so when i see them grow i know that we can nurture them well 
So did you manage to get any investor or you totally bootstrapped your startup? I bootstrapped till 2018. Since in 2018, actually, I took some funding from family and friends. I was offered like a term sheet from Indian Angel Network, but I didn't go for that then. But obviously, I'm raising now. And because of this metaverse thing, I'm going for my seed round now. And uh, I've already got a few interested people as well. But the learning crowd has been, I'll be, I'll be very honest, like in 2013, when I started it, I needed people to support me. So I got someone named Andre Yanyu. He's the owner of uh, Team Tempo Storm in US. He's Forbes top 30, under 30. So he's the first guy who invested in my company. So then I got uh, Chandrahas Panigrai, sir. He has been the XCM of Acer and AMD India as well. So he has been a mentor from, from the start. And without their guidance, I could not have done all this. So between 2013 and 2019 uh, was one phase for your startup, right? And in 2020, you set up Let's Game Now. What is that? Is that a pivot for your gaming platform? So uh, I was only doing FIFA and football events on one game. And then, then I decided to uh, go into other games as well on the fighting games as well. We decided to add an array of games. And then what I saw is that uh, automated platform where, where a million people can play together on a single day was lacking. So I decided to build it up. After Let's Game now was launched, uh, we saw that we are getting good traction. So we decided like, since everyone is talking about metaverse, so we decided to explore that field and we thought that we can add that angle into esports as well. Okay, so what exactly are you doing now? Do you want to elaborate a bit for our listeners to understand? Yeah, so what happens is uh, when you when people play tournaments, they have to wait for their matches. For example, if you and me are playing a match, I win the first round. Then the next round happens after one hour or two hours. So people have to wait. Even on the world's best tournament website, uh, gaming website also, you have to wait for your matches. So we want them to, instead of waiting, they can hang around with their friends, they can play mini games and all in the metaverse. I, I felt that something is lacking on our website also for gamers. And I have been a gamer 20 years. So I thought this uh, metaverse gives the perfect opportunity to explore and give more features to gamers. I have been the top gamer since 2009 to 2013, like four years I was winning continuously. But people didn't know that at the start, I didn't even have a computer at home. So I took a work in a cyber cafe. So I've learned a lot from the entrepreneurship skills there also, like how the things were run and everything. So these small things have made me who I am. I have even given couriers at two homes for 1.5 rupees. So everything, every small work I did for other people, like I saw the other entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. So that made me uh, like, that gave me the motivation to go on and do better things. Switching track, Shantanu, uh, gaming and gamers, what you, how your parents reacted is the normal reaction of uh, many parents actually, right? Um, Help us go through the journey that you went through. What was the toughest part, first as a gamer and then the gaming company from a social standpoint, parental support standpoint, and just fighting that. It's not easy for a young sort of teenager to be able to go through that journey. Like I said, like from the start, my dad has opposed this thing. Like he didn't like me gaming at all. As I have grown bit by bit, and now I've started my company and I can take care of myself. And he was very serious about studies, like as all parents in India are. So I ranked 9,182 in the J's. I did a BTEC in information technology. 
and uh, so he is very serious about studies and uh, like you have to finish your degree and then you do your thing so that is the only thing like that makes him happy and uh, even for this entrepreneurship i i got invited by our business school for a course there few days ago for leading product innovation in us so he he was happy for that also but apart from that still now he doesn't accept the fact this gaming can uh, do something in, like you can do something with gaming or a gaming company like if if given a chance he would still tell me that why don't why didn't you try for a government job and all that so now they are okay or even today they have views about it see i i think <laughs> i don't know how to say this like just imagine my dad is still using my grandfather's bicycle like he won't let me buy a bicycle like i've got a new car and i can't tell him also like <laughs> he will have a heart attack so he's like save money save all the money in the bank put it in mutual funds <laughs> so i'm laughing while i'm saying this so he's like you don't need to waste petrol and all that till he was 60 he used to take the bicycle to his office you can imagine like what kind of hard worker he was and he wants me to follow those steps and i'm completely opposite like the only exercise i do is also on video games So, so it's very hard to make them understand what we are doing. What about the social circle, Shantanu? Your friends, um, your extended friends, parents, and others. Was there a lot of questioning, a lot of skepticism about who you are, what you are trying to do with your life and career? Yeah. So at the start, what happened is I used to play video games all day. So most of my friends' parents would tell them that don't go mix with him because he will make you an addict. like he has become of video games so there's no future in this and all that and now uh, later on like when i've started my company many of my friends parents call me and tell them to ask me for a job for their cousins or relatives and all that so so that has been the scenario <laughs> but the only thing they don't understand most people think that oh i played video games and it was done but i had to practice a lot i had to do my studies a lot it's not that i only played video games i did my btech i have done courses from harvard so i i put a lot of effort and time into learning new things i'll just tell you a simple thing like if i see something is built new in gaming in us or if it is in singapore or like wherever in the world i i'll travel to that place i'll try to meet the companies learn the things so it's a, it's a constant process which they don't see they just think that hey, i i go and play on my mobile and like everything is happening just like that they don't see the hard work behind it except my mom of course being a gamer and now setting up a, a gaming company are there things that is helpful simply because you were a gamer and you understand that from the other side of the table right and so being an entrepreneur you you are able to do things that other people would find it difficult to do yes that's that's a very good point ma'am because i have been a gamer 20 years so i understand the pain point of gamers for example i don't charge a penny in my tournaments like in my website or my any event because i know how hard it was to ask 10 rupees for the going to cyber cafe also so i make sure that i go and ask sponsorship from brands but i won't ask anything from the gamers because these are kids so i make sure that whatever i didn't want to do i won't let these kids go through these those situations so even when i am making games i am telling my developer don't show too much blood or something like that so that i can protect the kids from like those things and like i have i said i have played fifa and i was into sports games racing i didn't like violence lot but nowadays people are games with guns and everything so i have to for the sake of business i have to launch that but personally if you ask me i just like sports games and i would love to promote only sports games if i was given a choice 
So staying on this, Shantanu, what are three, four things that's happening in the gaming world that we don't know? Three, four big trends that are playing out, especially factoring in metaverse, which is uh, a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, so I think Web3 will entirely change the game. Like what happens is you play a game for two, three years, you buy a lot of stuff in game for dresses, shoes or cars, bikes. What happens is after three years, the game is done or they they bring a new patch or something like that and your things are gone. But with Web3, whatever you get in the game, it will belong to you and you can sell that to others. Like you own the thing, that sense is coming with Web3 and I think it's a major change. It will help the gamers in a bigger way. Like if they're spending two, hour, two years, three years, five years in a, on a game, they will get rewarded for that. So are you saying, talking about ownership via NFT, which you will have digital ownership for life, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, not only NFTs, like some of the games are offering you lands as well. Like if you make a new map, you can own that map as well. So if you spend time on the game, you will get that piece of the game as well. So that is like that is like a major change. And obviously NFT is there. Like if you want to create a NFT of your character and all that. I think it's moving in the right direction now. Are there any other trend that you are noticing on the horizon that you want to sort of mention? Yeah, uh, obviously mobile gamers have gone up. Like the price of PCs were so high before. Like I said, I didn't have a computer at home at start because it would cost 40, 50,000. And now a 10,000 rupees mobile also, you can play like any number of games. Shantanu, what has been the toughest part about your journey so far? Like I said, the toughest part was uh, convincing my parents that I want to do this. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I was I was uh, doing well in Pune in a job. So just leaving that and jumping into this. So obviously my parents were not happy. My mom was okay. My dad was not happy, but still... The toughest part obviously would be last year. The doctor said that I have cancer and then I was hospitalized for 45 days. I could not get up from the bed for a year almost. So after a major surgery, my biopsy uh, came negative and now I'm fine. My weight went to 36 from 57. So it was very tough. But till then also I was talking to clients and I was trying to do everything from bed. And like, I, I didn't I didn't try to overplay it. That has been really tough. But now... Coming back from it and coming to office, it feels so good. So, you know, health crisis constantly at loggerheads with your parents. Are there things that you've learned about dealing with odds, dealing with challenging situations and winning them? What has been the learning curve? Go ahead. Yeah, I have, I used to get very angry that, hey, why it is happening? Like at five years, I got a major surgery and then I have this chronic pancreatitis from start. I can't eat outside. I can't eat chicken or mutton and I get pain in the stomach. So I used to blame other people. I used to blame my parents. I used to blame the society. Oh, he's having a good life. I am not. But then later on, I understood that when you look at the pain of others, your pain becomes small. What happened is our gardener died and he has a six-year-old son. His mother also left him. I am taking care of him for the last six years. So he's in a hostel. I pay his fees and everything. So when I look at his, his pain, I feel that my pain is very less. I try to get into spaces, get into conversations with people who are facing more problems than me. And then I understood like my, then I understood what my dad always used to say that God only gives you problems when he knows you can face them. So that has been my motivation till now. And I think that the more challenges come, it makes you more stronger. Shantanu, you are based out of Calcutta and it's a question that you've answered briefly, but I want to dwell a lot more uh, 
deeper into this. Uh, not too many think of Calcutta when they think of startups. You talked about the positive side, which is um, talent comes easily and they cost a lot lesser. But what are the odds? Um, I'm sure there are challenges being based out of Calcutta, both in terms of raising funds, in terms of showing up on the national radar. Uh, what are some of the challenges of not being based out of some of the hubs like either NCR or Bangalore? Yeah, I want to come on that. Like some of, like I had talked to some of the VCs and they said that we will fund you if you move your office to Hyderabad or Bangalore. So I, I don't know. There is a certain kind of notion that Calcutta cannot have startups, but you see at Wahamomo, it is doing so well. And Saga Daryani studied in my college in Xavier. So he's doing great with Wahamomo, right? It's all over India. And MPOC, it is doing very good. All these brands are from Calcutta and they are doing pretty decent. Yes, they have opened offices in other places as well. But you can start and do well from Calcutta as well. So I, I don't know why there's this notion, but even ITC is from Calcutta. Even some of the clients I talked to, I will be honest, they said, oh, you're from Calcutta? No, we want to work with a Bombay company or a Bangalore startup. So it has been like that. So do you sometimes think about shifting your base at all or that's not something on your mind? So actually, I started a small office in Singapore as well. So my thing is, if I if I am away from home, I would rather go to Singapore or US and open an office there than Bangalore, Bombay or Delhi. Because if I am away from home, I will be out of India. If I am traveling four hours, I would be rather sitting in Singapore than Bangalore. Then I can get global clients, right? But but I love my city. I, I love my city. <laughs> okay, I gather that. I gather Shantanu. And it's good to see somebody so deeply passionate about Calcutta. So, you know, I wanted to ask you, there are a lot of parents, especially in these pandemic times where, um, because children were studying online, many of them got hooked to online gaming, right? And it's a challenge that many parents are facing. As a gamer and on the other side of it, right, um, is there an advice that you have for parents and for the children who've gotten hooked to the gaming or you see a better way to deal with this uh, constant, uh, I say, a uh, conflict between friction between children and parents uh, regarding uh, gaming online. Uh, I will be very honest, like a uh, lot of parents come to me, call me, even my cousins and even some of them I know. And they say, my son is playing whole day. Please tell him he's not studying at all. Like he's on the mobile all the time, 24-7. So what I've seen that when it's pandemic, parents used to give the mobile phone and tell the kids, stay at home, don't go out. And you play on the mobile, but don't go out. So it's a debate both ways, actually. Like when you want to, when you are busy with your cooking or something, watching serials, you, you're giving the mobile to your kid to play. And then when you want him to study, you're saying that, hey, move it. So you have to come to terms with it. And I think there should be a time you should give to the kid that, okay, you can play two hours a day. Like, that's how my parents did to me, that I was allowed to play only one or two hours a day. So, like, that is the time I used to go to Cyber Cafe and play. What they, what the kids don't understand, that 24 hours, if you play a game, you're, you're not going to become a pro. You have to play with good players and learn the tricks, and that's how you become better. Just playing 24 hours won't make you the best player in the world. One last question. Looking ahead, uh, whatever visibility you have for your startup, tell me what you see ahead for your startup and for the company and the gaming world? I, I just want to be very honest with you. Like, uh, at the, till, till the last two months, I was feeling that like I have to do everything from hiring to 
getting everything done but now i've got a hr in the team so automatically some new people have come and joined the team and i feel so happy like now i feel the company is running on its own like i don't have to tell anything and there are there is a chief marketing officer there's a hiring officer there's a different accounts team like 2013 me and my brother started it and the, at the start i was only there i was like i have literally carried banners and everything of amd and the consoles everything to the places so now when i see the whole team is doing and there's this team of 30 people and they are helping me to build this grow this it's it's it feels so good i can't tell you like it makes me so happy what's your big dream shantanu uh, what is your wildest what if your wildest dream comes true uh, what would that be well i want to adopt 15 kids often kids so that's the wildest dream <laughs> so and i want to make a i want to make them like play football and gamers both so i want all of them to represent india so <laughs> that, is, that is my wildest fantasy thanks shantanu thank you lovely to have you thank you ma'am thank you ma'am you were listening to after hours with india inc by malini goel mixed and edited by shashwat kumar to get more insights into contemporary business and corporate culture do subscribe to us after hours with india inc is available on spotify gana apple music and various other streaming platforms to get regular updates about this podcast follow the twitter handle at goel malini for any feedback email us at toiplus.podcast@timesinternet.in